Hello and welcome to the Classic Recording Podcast. Uh, in, in the podcast this week, we pay uh, tribute to Rob Talbot, who sadly passed away this week. Uh, also talk about Glass Recording last weekend. Uh, how easy it was, uh, or how easy it is now to get tickets uh, compared to what we had to do in the past. Uh, also a little bit about uh, Manrona. And um, finally, uh, what we're going to get up to at the weekend. Uh, anyway, we've got music from Mossflower, uh, Mikey Segrist, Sam Evans, uh, Helios, Lonely Tourist, Promises Promises, Auto Sleeper Legend, and going to kick the show off uh, with Stevie and the Masquerade.
Hello and uh, welcome to the Glastonbury Calling podcast. Uh, Glastonbury Calling 2022 is just over. Um, we kicked off the show with uh, a song called Her by Stevie and the Masquerades. And um, one of the reasons I played that, because um, Stevie and the Masquerades were one of Rob Colbert's favourite acts that he used to put on. And um, uh, everyone in the local music scene has been uh, saddened by his death um earlier this week and um you know there's been a lot of heartfelt feeling going out there to to his family but um you know we just want to say you know how impressed we were uh despite his health and situation of of how much of an inspiration he was putting live music on and gigs on uh in the town so uh, hi gem uh uh, a sad way to kick the show off. It is, but it's a wonderful way to pay tribute to what a wonderful character. He had a naughty sense of humour. And I'm really pleased you started the podcast with Stevie and the Masquerades because the first thing we should pay tribute to is uh, Live from the Living Room, which is where I saw with, with, my, with my son, uh, Stevie and the Masquerades, and how I first discovered them through Glastonbury Calling, but also through Rob Talbot as well, putting on these gigs in a house where you were made to feel part of the Talbot family. And yeah. uh, you were literally in their living room and you were sitting down like on a Sunday afternoon, but without the roast dinner. But uh, these gigs were brilliant sound. He was a perfectionist on sound, really gave a good setup to the artist, really supported the artist, and really, I think, a local legend, really. No, definitely a, a, a local legend. And he went on um, through his life in the living room to put on some bigger gigs uh, all round town, the Red Brick Building, uh, up at the, the uh, United Reform Church and uh, the King Arthur and other venues. And he did, you know, an amazing job of uh, putting some great gigs on for, for everyone. I, I think uh, one of the ways I will remember Rob was just him doing his job, but actually being human and just totally into music. And you mentioned about the United Reform Church gig in Glastonbury when he put on Jacob and Drinkwater yeah. in this little church. And I think you were on the door that day, weren't you? Yeah, uh, help, yeah, yeah. Helping out. And uh, and it was just got the most perfect acoustics. And you'd never thought about that as a venue. And here we are having one of the leading UK folk artists as a duo around. And it, it was also, as well as having really, really brilliant music he brought an audience which were our friends that we may not have seen for a long time he brought us all together didn't he that evening i remember catching up with people that i caught up with at pretty folk festival people that you hadn't seen for ages it was a way of putting on gigs that had brilliant music the jacob and drink water for me was one of the best gigs i've been to but bringing the community out so we could actually meet up with friends and Rob always had time even at a gig to have a chat with you about what he's bringing on and what he's bringing on next um a total live wire that really was wired into music and uh, he's taught me a lot about music um really really I, I think for me he is the person that has brought so many different kind of music genres together and yet a true punk at heart really wasn't he yeah yeah he 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 was and um 
you know, a great sort of sharing philosophy and, um, you know, how he, how he supported the music and always made sure the musicians was paid. That's always like at the forefront of what he wanted to do, uh, make sure they were well rewarded. There was uh, something about when Glastonbury Calling, uh, we, we, well, you put out the two uh, digital uh double CDs, as it were, uh, digitally, raising money for local venues when we went through these crazy times. Just remind me, didn't Rob get in contact with Frank Turner? What was the story behind that? Do you remember? No, we, well, we didn't have any Frank Turner thing on there. So um... No, no, there was some, I think uh, what I'm trying to say is something happened whereby Frank Turner uh, made a mention of what oh, Rob yeah, was yeah, doing. Yeah, yeah, Remember that? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So Frank Turner, again, really uh, um, uh, a leading musician, but very supportive of local venues. And he got to yes. find, find out what Rob was doing and gave a special shout out to him. You can't get a better accolade than that, can you? No, no, no. He's, he, he's got, he had so many great links and, you know, even with, with the Mark Chadwick, gigs that he put on from the the, the levelers you know he he, he he had links with musicians at the top of the tree as well and always supported the ones coming up and um give them support slots on on events like that as well so um and yeah, packed no, out mark mark chadwick uh yeah I didn't. I th did he put him on? Did Rob put him on three times? Or three twice? times, yeah. Three yeah. Times. So I I went to the second one, and it, it and it's when Rob had this idea of changing the stage around. Do you remember? Yeah. <laughs> he was always creative, wasn't he? You know, he as you know, we're mm. all used to doing things in a certain way, and he moved the stage from uh, sort of the end of the red brick, and then moved it to the side of the red brick, which gave a greater length of uh for a larger crowd which is what you did when you put on gigs but i remember rob talking about it thinking you can't do that you can't move the stage nothing was too much for him he had an idea he would just deliver on it amazing uh, amazing and uh yeah um <clears throat> yeah that's uh our tribute to him and uh yeah he's going to be sorely missed in the music scene <clears throat> uh so yeah we'll, we'll we'll get on a um a little bit now onto Glassbury calling last weekend. Uh, went pretty well. Uh, very busy. Uh, well, reasonably busy. Great fun. Um, brilliant crowd. Great music. Uh, as my son would say, not too shabby. Uh, it was, uh, I, I, for me, it is wonderful to see and listen to uh, our visitors, our audience, and... I'm one for a natter, as you know. That's why I'm here with you. And it was great talking to the audience. We had people coming from all over the country to Glastonbury Calling uh, yeah, who found us through Facebook, through the Glastonbury Calling uh, um, uh, uh, webpage, through the uh, Twitter feed, and thinking, this looks good. And it very much brought people into a town that most people have uh, a, a very kind of warm feeling towards. And everyone was saying how friendly it was and what a great crowd. And everyone was really kind of reveling in the quality of music that we had. So I raised my hat to you, Ian, as always, some great acts. Uh, and also, you know, for me uh, at the Red Brick, uh, it was wonderful to catch up with Imperial Leisure. Gosh, they were energetic. They were oh, they're really good, aren't they? Yeah. They're really good. And uh, Dalfuchi Man on the Friday night, we've been talking about that. Again, top, top artist. 
Uh, and I want to give a shout out on my stage to Doug, Doug Simmons, who did the sound, because having two acts on two nights with 18 people over those two days, just in two bands, <laughs> take, take some mixing. Uh, and Doug always pulls it off. He, he is so calm, organised and a perfectionist. Um, so, no, great, a great weekend. I didn't get a chance to see very much. Um, where where were you? What were you doing? We did we barely well, spoke. Well, didn't we? yeah, well, well, the, on the Friday I didn't see a lot because I was just floating around the venues, forgetting. Compared to last time, we had five venues instead of four, so I hardly got to see anything at each venue. I'd stop at ten minutes, have a chat with um, you know each of the venue managers, and then um, so really didn't get to see much on 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 the Friday at all. Uh, you know, just caught sort of bits of acts but on the saturday i was um because we lost a couple of volunteers on the saturday i was sat on the door at the king arthur all day on saturday so that was great fun being situated there and um that it was just an awesome lineup of bands on the saturday and um all female fronted and one of the funnest things uh was the sound engineer came out of the arthur and he said oh he, he had a big beam on his face saying oh it's so refreshing to do sound and have so many female acts on the stage you know he said look you know it's um and he was he was absolutely reveling in it so yeah i mean that was that was you know that meant a lot really so uh, good stuff okay i'm gonna get on let's play a track now um this is uh, a track by auto sleeper legend called Yorba Hole. Reader, 
Okay, Promises, Promises, um, and uh, that was a track called uh, Isolation. Right, so, um, yeah, I was watching the football at the weekend uh, while, while I was chilling out a bit after after Saturday and Friday and Saturday's mayhem, but the FA Cup was on. And, uh, you know, I heard him say about, oh, the, the tickets for this game were really good. They sold out in 30 minutes. And I was going, I said, I said to Cameron, I said, do you remember? It's, it's all right going, things sell out that fast and same with Glastonbury Festival. But do you remember the day you, you had to go and queue for tickets? Like it, sound, it sounds like everyone's made great effort to sell the gig out fast. That was nothing to compared to having to stand out in the cold for about like eight hours queuing up waiting to get a ticket you know i've always been to lots of uh, small gigs where that's never been a problem or just turning up when i was living in london yeah. the marquee club when, it, when in my teens but for me i remember queuing up for laker airways when when you had to get your tickets and doing those queues i like being in a queue you knew where you were in the queue you might get a yeah. little wet but you could see it moving ever so slowly and then all of a sudden the, the interweb comes along and then we're rebooting. And I just remember when I was living um, a sort of on the Mendips where there was very poor internet connection. I was trying to apply for Glastonbury Festival and I kept getting time, timed out, internet dropping. And it was just impossible and is impossible if you've got low internet uh, bandwidth to actually get a ticket. So at least in the queue, you know where you are. You've got that physical yeah, thing yeah. that you share your your memories and experiences with other people. But I was just thinking about, you know, when you talk about tickets, um, I can't remember when I was used to get football tickets, how I get them. You know, in the past, you just wrote off with some tickets. You might have sent a check or some cash in the post and that was it. Now, before you can even yeah. get a ticket, you've got another earlier hurdle jump over. You've got to register. You've got to have a password. Yeah, when you've yeah, registered, yeah. you've then got to sign up for all these different things. And then you only, only then can you only get a ticket for one football match or ticket to a gig if you apply for other gigs as well or have to buy something else before you can get that ticket it's made so much more complicated yeah and but was, not, not 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 still compared to having to queue up for a ticket because <laughs> like i remember when we um we went we had swindon played arsenal in the fa cup in the in in, in the league cup and um the tickets went on sale out we got we went up on the train uh, to, from Chipman to Swindon and stood in a queue for about six hours uh, waiting for the... We got there like, you know, three or four hours before the ticket office opened. So we got down there six, seven o'clock in the morning and just queued waiting up and, and, and got tickets. But that's nothing compared to when Swindon actually made it in the Premier League. Um, uh, you know, my mates wanted to go to all the games and... Um, the one game uh, which you couldn't get tickets for was Newcastle away. Uh, and this was all due to because they were rebuilding the Gallagate end and uh, you, you couldn't have tickets. But uh, there were the only tickets that went on sale because all of them were three, uh, season ticket holders. There are 350 tickets that went on sale on, um, on a Monday morning. And people, you just you had to queue up and snap them up. My mates drove from Swindon all the way up to Newcastle on that Monday, queued up, got the tickets for each, you know, enough for, for to take a minibus up, and then come back. And then on the Saturday, 
went up to Newcastle again to watch the game. So, like, I mean, that's dedication on getting tickets. It is. And I, I, I can't remember. It's such a long time ago. You know, I remember getting tickets for uh, applying. I sent off my money and whatever. I did it through post. A lot of it was done by post. Yeah. I remember in 1975, so I'd been about 15, just getting really excited. And I finally sent my money off. And, and you don't hear for ages and ages. So this wasn't done by queuing. It's done by posts. And then this letter turned up and I was getting really excited. And I opened the letter thinking have I got the job or haven't I? And I opened it and it said, two tickets, Led Zeppelin. <laughs> and the excitement, that excitement I got, but I don't remember how I applied for it. I don't know, did I go to them directly? I have no idea. Yeah, yeah, but I yeah. know you had to wait ages before you heard anything and you either got your money back or you got those tickets. That's how it worked. But I still remember the excitement of getting my two Led Zeppelin tickets. Absolutely yeah, amazing. Yeah. Well, you, they used to be, you used to get Glastonbury tickets from uh, Virgin Megastore uh, in Bristol, and you'd just go along and just buy tickets. It was quite easy to do. And um, also, like, there was the Bristol Ticket Shop in Bristol, which is now sadly defunct. And also there was a, another ticket shop at the top, Walcott Street in Bath. And I, you used to love going up there, and you'd look at up and yeah. down the board of all the acts that were coming, and you'd go, oh, oh. Oh, I might get a ticket for that, or I might get a ticket. You know. Absolutely, I did the same. And what I used to like, you used so I used the Bristol ticket shop all the time and yeah. go in there in person. And there was amazing woman, but I can't remember her name, but she was a punk. And you know, you talk to her all the gigs. You got a kind of slightly gruff kind of approach, but actually, this person just loved music and love gigs but that's how yeah. i used to get my tickets going to a ticket shop uh, and then taking away their sheet of paper uh on a news yellow bit of paper as to all the other gigs oh that looks good that looks good um yeah so that's how i used to i used to go to ticket shops and buy mine wicked all right let's get on play some uh, more music uh, this was from lonely tourist played a great set of glass recording and uh four phone calls four seven Zero two, hello dad, how's things for you? I okay, shame about the weather, hang on I'll just get your mother Hello Paul, so-and-so died, she remember they were nice to you when you were five I'm not sure mum but that's a shame, yes get a mask card for them At least we're talking though, we don't say anything At least we don't do arguing Four, seven, zero, two Hello dad, see I'll ting it through Aye, but that defence will get them in bother Hang on, I'll just get your mother Hello Paul, I was out with Angela Just the cafeteria down at Asda Well, it's a company mum, not the venue Yes, and they've got an excellent menu The least we're talking though We don't say anything The least we don't do arguing Four, seven Zero two. Hello Dad, I'm going out on a pub tour Does your what no mind? Have they got cover? Hang on, I'll just get your mum 
Hello Paul, I got a jacket for Rudy And he loves that record by Ian Jury I think he heard it when he was down last year He's got better music taste than me At least we're talking though We don't say anything At least we don't do arguing Four seven zero two. Hello, Dad. How's things with you? Your mum's not here, Paul. She's going to get a paper. Okay, I'll phone back later.
Helios and uh, it called City. So um, yeah, great stuff there. Um, now, now, all right. I've I've hastened to bring COVID up uh, uh, at all. I don't want to talk about it on 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 the podcast. Uh, but um, the funny thing is, um, on April the first, this is an April Fool's joke. Basically, all the testing and that's going away. So like, people will be and. Um, you know, so no one will know whether they've got coronavirus or not. Uh, they'll have an idea, but they won't. Uh, which got me to thinking was, will that mean that um, now that whenever one, anyone rings at work, uh, they'll be going, oh, I'm, I'm not feeling well today. I've got a bit of the Rona. It's not not, not that good. It's, it's, it's you know, and, and like, you know, like they do with the, flu you know they've got the slightest sniffle or cold or anything like that okay. yeah i've got the rona rona i'm not not that great today so um uh you know i'm wondering if that's going to start happening now well the one thing to say on that it, you can still get tests from the first of april you just can't yeah. get them through the nhs uh so we're expected to pay for it um having spoken at a pharmacy uh, today, actually, where um, you know I, I work with vulnerable people, I like to test to be safe for for for, for others. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But but I but I think going back to it, I think it is going to be very much that. And then it may not be the Rona, or it might be my Sharona. The other thing I was thinking, you know, you know, are we going to get another variant of it now? You know, whereas we've had man flu for many years, are we now going to get man Rona? <laughs> well, uh, I think we're going to get man Rona, and I think yeah, we're going to get. Uh, I think we're going to get. You know, anything. You know, you fall over in the streets, and you know, if and you break your leg, so you can't ring into work. But you know, that's a bit. They're not going to believe you, so you just ring up with man Rona. Yeah, with Even man got Rona. Yeah, yeah. I broke my man Rona. Broke me man Rona. Oh, that sounds painful. You'll need a splint on that, won't you? I will, and I and I have to pay for my test to see if it really is a man Rona. <laughs> a man Rona. Okay, let's play some uh, more music then. Uh, this is a, this is one of your your acts that you really love. It's Sam Evans and a track called The Ocean. As the ocean rolls into the land. I sit here and try to understand What it is I want That I have not got In my hand I 
By day one I'm lost at sea And the birds are singing for me And I know deep down That where I'm found Is within me I'm bringing it back again, my friends Bringing it back again, my friends To the ocean To the ocean Oh, I'm bringing it back again, my friends Bringing it back again, my friends To the ocean To the ocean I'm now and I'm free This coast's been calling me For my whole life And I will die And be thrown in the sea I'm bringing it back again, my friends Bringing it back again, my friends To the ocean To the ocean So I'm bringing it back again, my friends Bringing it back again, my friends To the ocean To the ocean I'm created in love And that's where I am
Okay, uh, Mikey Seeger is there and uh, call of the last Wildcat, yeah, the last one. And, um, uh, you know, some great music. And uh, we've got to think now, the weather's brilliant outside. You know, it's going to be great weekend. So um, we could do with some outside gigs now, couldn't we? It would be good. Do you remember the gigs at the, rail- the railway in these two? Uh, I only went there a couple of times. Uh, I don't know if they're going to be doing that again this year. Uh, well, well, funnily enough, someone messaged me saying they're going to be playing a, a railway sessions at the start of May. I don't want to say anything on air, obviously, because I don't know if it's been announced or not. So I better not say anything. But they did message me. So I think we'll head down to that. So I know there is something going to be going on at the, at the, the railway. So that'll be quite cool. OK, Glastonbury Calling Podcast. Let's see if we can get Liverwordle. How many letters in the name of the group? I'm going to have a first attempt. How many? We're going to play Liverwordle. So with the name of the act, how many letters? Come on. You can do this. Too many letters for Wordle. Ah. (laughs) I tried, everyone. I tried. You're going to have to wait patiently. I don't don't know if when they told me I could go and tell people or not. I don't know. I really don't know. But um, No embargo, no cry. Just tell us. It'll be a great addition to the, the you know uh, return to the local music scene getting those gigs back again anyway brilliant to have stuff on sunday afternoons yeah for um, sure looking forward to that yeah make it happen and, yeah make it happen and uh yeah this weekend you got two man team returning to the art bank cafe again uh so that'll be a good one uh the Ankar. i can never say this <laughs> the Ankar anna types uh plus support they're playing at the king arthur on, on friday night uh, can you just uh, repeat that though because i want to see if you can't say it twice no i can't the archetypes the unarchetypes yeah it sounds like an artichoke artichoke. i know i know artifact well wrong archetypes yeah that's probably what it is and archetypes is that right archetype oh, yeah, yeah 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 okay so there's there's that on um, at the Arthur on this Friday. Uh, another one worth looking out for. Um, Strode uh, students come down and did great job down at Casbury calling on the Saturday. Now they got their their annual Strode live unplugged at the Trinity uh, Church. Uh, this is going on at, on Thursday the thirty first of March, and it's a, a lovely place to go uh, for a gig, and it's a beautiful atmosphere down there and i certainly recommend going to support um a lot of those young acts that come and play the glassbury calling so where is the trinity church for those it, that may it's not really know it? really easy to find it's right opposite Strode theater it's that church there no so, uh, uh, well you sent me to the wrong town it's a good job i asked because if i was going to go i might have ended up at bridgewater bridgewater <laughs> yeah you don't want to be doing that 
but um, yeah, you up to much weekend? Have you got uh, anything? Planned? Yeah, um, we're going off to the land of Roma and Italy. Now off to Italy oh, this yeah. weekend. You're yeah, going, yeah, yeah, it's yes. awesome. Uh, so fingers crossed we don't have any man or woman Rona. Uh, and then that's our, our plan. We're going just for a few days. Uh, I'm going to hope to try and check out some Italian music and might see what we can find. Yeah. The Italian motorhead. Go and find them. Well, they won the Eurovision Song Contest, didn't they, last year? Yeah, yeah. For sure. That'd be no, they a, did. A... did you not see that? They, it was the first time they'd been a metal, metal group that actually yeah. won it. They were amazing. Yeah, I know. I know. And they've got uh, quite a good rep now, haven't they? So, um, yeah. Better I mean, than we uh, have. <laughs> better than we have. Yeah, we got no rep at all. No. Uh, but that'd be good. I, I haven't made any plans at all this weekend as such. I think I'm, I'm looking out my window now at my lawn, thinking I better, be, before I do anything, I better give that a bit of a mo. Um, you know, it's uh, before, before, you know, if you, if you, went in our lawn we wouldn't be able to see you above the grass really so i better sort something well i could hide there with all the you know the cats and dogs and just find a, a nice sunny spot to sleep on so i don't have to do any work on the other hand one ian went to mo went to moe oh that's a chelsea song that is <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not joining in with that <laughs> i'll be in support of ukraine of, of um russia then won't i so not good enough. <laughs> Let's not go down there. Well, I, no, thought we got, no. I thought we got away with it. We, you know, we, we've kept it strictly calling, and now you've moved it on to those other subjects here. But no, good. I love the sound of a lawnmower. It makes me think of spring and summer, and I love the smell of cut grass. So uh, I'm going to come around your place and sort of have a sniff of your lawn. Oh, dear. That sounds painful. <laughs> okay. Uh, anyway, we better say uh, goodbye and... Um, uh, have a great weekend, everyone. Get out. Uh, if you can't get to a gig, go to your local pub and sit in the garden for a couple of hours in the sunshine, you know. Uh, support local venues or local pubs that way as well, I'd say. Yep, the weather bodes well. Uh, thank you for joining us on Glastonbury Calling. We'll see you soon. Insisted on a king He pointed the way But he felt a sin The king of Galilee Tore down the stones Ripped up the curtain Before the throne He died But he came again He died But he came again Table. 
Sitting in a ring 